Welcome to the podcast. I'm Rosa Coelho, your host, lifestyle entrepreneur, health coach, and speaker. I've gone from being in complete overwhelm, burning the candle at both ends, and watching my health, relationships, and business suffer, to creating a life with more joy, ease, and abundance. If you're ready to let go of the overwhelm, reclaim your health, and push past your comfort zone so that you can unleash your next level of success to create a greater impact, then sit back as we delve into conversations as well as bring on guests to share with you tools, knowledge, and real action steps to get you there. Listen in because you never know when you may hear something that changes everything. Oh, I've got such a fun episode for you today. We've got Sean Sidey on for the second time. I love it and I'm sure it's not going to be the last that you hear of him because Sean always has so much value to give. Sean's a fitness and health coach. He's worked with over 500 women to help them to feel great in their clothes. His Instagram account is incredible showing his before and afters plus the things that are important for him to him and the way he trains his clients. I love it because his philosophy is an alignment with so much of what we talk about on this podcast. So listen in because there's definitely going to be something in here that you can walk away with and know that it's going to make a difference. Here we go. Sit back and enjoy this episode. Awesome. Hi, Sean. Welcome back to your repeat guest on this podcast, which is so fun. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. It's always fun having you on. You add so much value. Um, Even from the last time we spoke, like your Instagram and socials are amazing. Like every time I go on there, I'm like, oh, good tip. Wish I'd put that out there. <laughs> <It's so laughs> You're doing some really great work. Oh, thank you. Well, I really appreciate you um, having me on and uh, I'm grateful, grateful to be a part of this. Yeah, we, um, it's interesting because I, one of the reasons why I wanted you on again is because of these value added posts that you are putting out there. And one of them was about what to do when you're not seeing results. And I was like, Oh, what a great topic. And just something that can really help so many people. So I was like, okay, we've got to, we've got to get on again, but let's talk about, um, let's talk about first about your posts and social media. And a lot of them are like, just very honest, which is what I love. Um, but sometimes honesty can hurt a little bit. (laughs) So tell me about that. Like, do you get, what kind of feedback do you get on those posts that are more like, you know, you did one about drinking and like, those can be like Mm -hmm. sensitive topics for people. Do you get any like feedback? Like, Oh, like that's not positive or that is positive. Talk to me about that. Yeah. So I would say most people appreciate it. Most people like it. And I found in good writing, you can't really sit on the fence. You have to pick a side and you have to be very like declarative and those controversial ones will get people talking and get people thinking. Now there's obviously going to be some people who might not like it. um, But something that I've said to a lot of my clients, because, you know, people don't always like when they're faced with a harsh truth. And I don't think you have to be mean to someone to tell them the truth, but I think you can be compassionate and lay it out in a certain way. But, you know, if someone, for example, is drinking all the time and I'm their coach And I'm like, hey, you know, like you drinking two, three times a week, every weekend is not going to be conducive to your goals. And, you know, doing that, like you're sabotaging yourself and it's, it's not setting up for success. Like I rather hurt that person's feelings in the short term, a little bit right now to save you from the deeper pain long-term of not reaching your goals. Or like when it comes to alcohol specifically, like poor health, ruining relationships, getting into fights, like many decisions are not. (laughs) the best when you drink. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think if, 
if somebody hires me as the co- their coach, I have to kind of be the messenger. And sometimes I have to be the bad guy to say something that like, you don't necessarily want to hear, but rather you need to hear. Right. And were you like, as a trainer, were you always like that? Like, were you always able to be really honest with clients or is that something like you've kind of developed? Because I think it's human nature for us to all want to be liked. So that can be sometimes a little challenging. Yeah, you're right on the money. Like when I first started personal training, I wanted to get clients and I wanted to be liked. And I had a full roster of clients, but 90% of them didn't get any results because I wasn't really willing to push people because I was more kind of concerned over like, Hey, like I have to have a full roster of clients and I need to make money and I want people to like me. And like, people might not realize this, but like being a coach, like you, you carry the burden of a lot of other people sometimes. So like, if somebody's doing poorly, like I will be negatively impacted by that. And like, I don't get any joy out of like telling someone they're doing poorly. I feel quite bad about it. And like, sometimes it like, it'll ruin my day to like, have to like tell somebody off. Cause I'm like, I know that that person's probably not very happy with me right now, but it usually goes like this. Like, you know, you tell someone like kindly the first two or three times they don't really go. And then you kind of like tell them straight, like why they're doing is like messing them up. And then, you know, they might be upset with you for a day or two. And then they're always like, you know what, you are so right. And they always show like extreme amounts of gratitude because most people have all their friends sugarcoating stuff with them around their life. You know, like if somebody's like really overweight and they say, Hey, I want to lose weight and they're going out for the weekend and they're say they're going out with some friends and they're like, yeah, like, I don't want to drink this weekend or I don't want to eat too bad. Like I'm trying to stay on track. And then you have a bunch of friends who are like, you know, enabling you being like, no, you look great. Like you're fine. Like you're just, you're good just as you are. Enjoy yourself. Like you need to have balance. And if you have all these, like, I call it (laughs) toxic positivity, right? uh, Like that toxic positivity where it's like positivity Mm -hmm. to a fault, then those people are not really helping you. Like those are what your friends should do. But like, as your coach, I'm not there to be your friend. I'm there to get you the result that you're signing up. Yeah. Where was like the turning point for you in that, where you were like, okay, like I've got to go from being Mr. Nice guy to not that you're not nice. Like you said, there's a way to deliver things, but the truth just sometimes (laughs) isn't nice. What, like, was there a moment where you were like, okay, like it's, and why, like, were you just like, okay, people, like people need to get results. So. Yeah. I think like, I honestly, like, that's a great question. And I, I couldn't, really narrow it down to one specific thing but I do think that it's kind of a culmination of many things combination of many things where I remember this instance where um I had when you when you work at good life you sign people up usually for a year so I worked with this woman for a year and she lost no weight mm-hmm. we had great workouts she would work really hard in the gym she would get stronger but she would like eat very poorly and she would drink every single weekend. And I would just be like, Oh, you know, like, it's fine. Like you shouldn't do that. But like, I wasn't really pushing her. And then the year went by and it was time to like renew and sign up for another year. And I remember just not feeling really good about it and like having zero confidence in it because I was like, you know, this girl didn't see any results in the first year. Why would she pay another $10,000 to because personal training in person is really expensive. And she signed up, but I remember her saying, She's like, yeah, hopefully I get some results this time. And I remember my feelings being like super hurt because I was like, yeah, like, that's like my identity, you know, like I'm there to try to help you. And you invested a year of your time coming to the gym with me three times a week and you spent 10 grand and you didn't get any results. You got a little bit stronger, but people don't come to the gym mostly to get stronger. They want to lose weight. They want to look good. That's what the, that's what the majority of my clients come to me for. So 
that was like a defining moment to me where I was like, Hey, like I, yes, I could easily blame her and be like, you chose to drink, you chose to eat shit, but like, it's my fault too, because it's my job to ultimately, you know, I'm not doing you any favors by telling you what you're doing is fine. And that, you know, not giving you the the harsh reality of things. Yeah. That's such a good answer because I think like, as the trainer, your initial reaction is like, well, it's not my fault. I'm telling them what to do and they're not doing it, but Mm -hmm. it is your fault because if you're not able to convey the message in a way that they're going to hear it clearly, rather than just like maybe hinting at it, um, then I guess we do need to take responsibility as well. Like, yeah. hundred percent. And I think like, there's always going to be people who are more difficult and there will be people who you can't always help. Mm-hmm. But I think the way you relay a message can certainly be improved so that your success rate percentage and your probability of success can go up. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you've seen that because I see the before and afters on your, on your socials, like you've been putting up a lot more, which is awesome. Yeah. Thank um, you. So it's cool because she's a good case study because we're going to get into like, what, what are the reasons people are, you know, they feel like they're making all the effort and they're not getting the results. But before we get there, I just want to talk a little bit about, yes, like women come to you for weight loss. Of course. I just think there's no way around that. Like people always come to us for, for weight loss typically, but what is it that makes them decide that they're going to come and work with you as opposed to trying it again themselves or just trying another program online or just trying to go to the gym or like, what is that? Is there a common theme when women are like, okay, I'm going to invest myself in myself and pay someone? Yeah, definitely. I think when a person is willing to pay someone, um, because I think we all have a little bit of ego, like we want to be able to do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think you want to reach out to somebody for a few reasons, but common themes I would say is like people who have tried everything else. Like they've tried doing keto. They've tried doing carnivore. They've tried this low carb diet. They've tried the Bernstein diet. They've tried weight watchers. Like they've tried all these fad diets for things like commercials. They've tried the supplements. They've tried the treatments. They've tried all these other things. And then maybe they hear like through a friend or they see a social media post of like, cause like you just said, like I'm posting a lot of before and after. So if you're seeing a ton of social proof of regular looking people, like not doctored up looking photos and you're seeing yeah. like over and over and over and over again, you're like, okay, well clearly these people can do it. So yeah. I think that just piques their curiosity. And that's why social media is such a great tool for marketing because I, my strategy is just give as much value as I would, as I can for free until people you know, feel curious to be like, Hey, like, I wonder what his paid program is like. And then it really becomes your CV. Like people learn, um, to like, and trust you through, through what you're posting. Like when you're posting consistently and you're willing to be that person that's speaking the truth, when a lot of people just maybe are talking like fluffier stuff, because I think that's the thing is at the end of the day, people pay us for accountability and they want to know that you're going to hold them accountable, even if you don't want that in the moment. Right. We all do. Actually. Yeah, totally. And like, you don't have to be a jerk about it. Like I'm not going to call someone like a fat loser. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? It's but not like, like the, we're not like the biggest, lo- like the biggest loser days are over. Right. Yeah, like, like I'm not like a bully, but like, I will just be like, Hey, what you're doing is not enough. And the effort that you're putting in is not going to get you to your goal. Yeah. And you're very good at educating, I would say is, is really what it comes down to. Thank you. Yeah. That that's, that's a very 
important part for me too. Like I hate trainers that are like, I shouldn't say hate, but I really dislike trainers who say, you know, they'll be like, Oh, why am I doing this? Or, and they'll just be like, Oh, like, just do it. Like, don't worry about, don't ask questions. Just do it. Like for me, I think the biggest success I can have is if a client works with me for six months and then they don't need my help anymore because I've just like yeah. fast tracked their learning tenfold. Yeah. That, I that totally is, agree. I feel so much better about that. Yeah. Like I had a woman who just um, finished her six months and typically at the six month point, you know, people have more goals as you get fitter, you know, like first you want to lose 10 pounds. Then you're like, okay, well I could go a little further and maybe I want to do a photo shoot or maybe I want to do some sort of competition yeah. or maybe, and like your goals evolve and change. So people will stay in our program long beyond their first goal. Yeah. And I had someone this week who was like, yeah, like, honestly, I'm, I'm good. Like, I loved your program. Okay. I learned everything I need to do. And I feel like I can do this on my own. And it, it wasn't like a cost thing. It wasn't like she didn't see the value. Yeah. It was just like, genuinely, she felt she got what she graduated. needed and she felt good. Yeah. And yeah, she graduated. Yeah. That's what we call it. That's we call amazing. it our graduation call actually. Mm-hmm. When you say that. So yeah, I was, I was very grateful for that. Cause I was like, you know what? Like that means that I've done you know, a good job. So like, I was, I was grateful to lose a client in that way. Yeah. That's amazing. And then sometimes they come back later. Like sometimes people just want accountability. I remember when I was, um, I'd be training clients for like three, four years. I'd be like, you know, all this, but you know, sometimes (laughs) they're coming to you because you really built that relationship too. And it it just kind Mm -hmm. of evolves, but I've always said the same thing is like, really, if I've done my job, well, you, you won't need me. Like you'll understand because the sessions are about educating and learning and yeah. Amazing. I love that you do that. Cause there's not a lot, you don't hear a lot about that in the industry. No. Like you want your client to graduate and leave you. <laughs> yeah. And like, I think a lot of people have the model of get as many clients as you can and hold on to them forever. Whereas my motto or like my philosophy to getting more clients and having a successful coaching company is get people the best results possible because then they will talk super highly of you. Yeah and refer that's kind of like my strategy like if if you have you know say for example if you go to a party and like you're in really great shape and you stand up amongst the crowd everyone's gonna be like you look so good you look so good and then you should be like well I work with this guy Sean and he's really great and blah 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 blah. oh let me get his Instagram and like that's that's your marketing right you don't have to spend any money on ads yeah that's amazing yeah and that woman's gonna be telling everyone (laughs) like yeah and she's happy to do it right and like we always like try to throw something back their way whether it's like free coaching or free clothes or water bottles or you know whatever like extra coaching type stuff cool so let's get into like the bulk of this like what this is really about let's talk about um the things that you feel the common things you feel that are happening to women who are really making that effort you know, they're working out they They think that they're doing it all well. So I love that because they're willing to put the effort in, but the results mm-hmm. aren't coming. And that's super frustrating and, and heartbreaking to see when you're like, you see people, I, I see it at the gym. I'm like, oh my gosh, I know that they're here. They've sacrificed the time they're putting in their effort, mm-hmm. but if only they could, duh, 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 right. What are those, what are those common themes that you see that are holding women back? Oh, there's, there's so many. Um, I think a lot of them is like, a lot of women will prioritize like their training alone. We could go. There's so many different things that people do. I would say incorrectly for their goals or out of alignment with their goals. So you said that. And like some story popped into my head, I was living in Texas for like six months and I went to the gym at the same time every day. And every day 
I would work out and I would see the same woman on the elliptical every day, busting her ass, Mm -hmm. like going hard on the elliptical, doing cardio for like literally like an hour, hour and a half straight. And for the whole six months, like she never improved because what she was doing is not in alignment with her goals. If you're trying to lose weight, you're not just trying to do hours and hours of cardio. You probably want to do training like lift weight, lifting weights, um, resistance training specifically. So I would say like, number one is most people don't know how to train and they don't know how hard they need to train. You really need to like push your weights hard, consistently be like improving your weights, pushing hard, training to failure, meaning like you're trying to do as many reps as you possibly can with a given weight and literally lifting the weight until you can't lift it anymore. That's how your body is going to adapt and change. Yeah. Amazing. It's tricky. Like, because what would you say for women, like in their, you know, mid thirties, forties and beyond, if they've never strength trained, I can see why women go straight to the elliptical and straight to those machines that are easy. Cause the gym can be an intimidating place. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I, I, this is why I view coaching to be such a valuable asset because I don't like to make it seem like without us, you can't succeed, but the chances of you succeeding without professional help are so low because there's so much you have to learn in such a short period of time. And if you try at something and you don't succeed, or you don't see some form of progression right away, people get very discouraged. And in order to see results in working out and like getting fit, you need to dedicate at least six months to it. And really to have like an awesome, amazing body, like something that you stand out in a party, like you're working out for like two, three years at least. Yeah. Right. So like you have to really be consistent and you have to be consistently doing the right things because you can consistently do the wrong thing for two years and get nowhere. So having a coach that can like show you what machines to use, show you how much weight to use, what kind of food to eat, um, how much to eat, how much protein you need. Like these things are so important. And that's why I think coaching is so important because you're literally like, fast tracking somebody and giving them basically like a five-year fast, like fast pass speed course in six months so that they can just accelerate their knowledge so much and not spend all that time guessing and trial and error. Like I'm sure you are similar to me. Like I was doing a lot of like learning on forums on internet back in the day and like YouTube and talking to other people in the gym and like Mm -hmm. try certain things for a certain period of time and it doesn't work. And like people are in their forties and fifties, like they don't have that time. They probably have a family. They probably have a career. They don't have years and years and years to waste playing around in the gym. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, the one thing that just popped into my mind too, is what we know about um, how to gain muscle and how age and time affects that in that the Mm -hmm. sooner you're building your muscle, the better off you are. Like you, if you are in your forties and you're hitting, or even fifties and hitting this a little bit later in life, you want to get going. Like you said, you don't want to waste that time because, um, age is, is a factor. And I just think the more you have, wherever you start your base, you want to get going with it. Definitely. Like you significantly stop, like, sorry, I'll word this different. Mm-hmm. The rate at which you can grow muscle decreases dramatically after 30. Mm -hmm. right and I just turn I'm about to turn 31 next week um and I've already noticed it's significantly harder for me to progress than it was when I was 20 like I when I was 20 I did not eat well I did not train smart I just went to the gym and like went as hard as I possibly could and I saw phenomenal results and I looked amazing when I was 20 compared to now when I'm like doing everything quote-unquote right (laughs) and I don't look as good right so it's like it's pretty crazy 
Yeah, it definitely takes something different. Like I came into this world of personal training. I was like already in my early thirties. So I was late. Like I remember training clients and not even knowing the names of exercises. And I remember, <laughs> but I've always been like really uh, particular with technique. And I remember the, I was working in a private studio in central London. I remember the, the guy I was working for, and he said, doesn't matter if you don't know the names, you just need to know how to do it really well. And I just thought that was so funny. I'm like, I'm probably the only trainer here who never had a gym membership before <laughs> becoming a trainer, but I just wanted to be in this space of, I wanted to be in the health world. Um, That's cool. And it was amazing because I had been a marathon runner for the, the about four or five years previous to becoming a trainer. And in the last year I was a trainer. So I was strength training and marathon running. And I remember being scared and I think a lot of women can relate to this is like being the cardio queen and then moving into strength training. It was kind of scary because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to put on all this weight because now I'm not running for three hours on a Sunday. Right. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, like, this is amazing. Like I got so much time back. My results were incredible. Like I just strength training, what it does for women is unbelievable. Like it's just, it builds like, not only does it build your muscle, but your confidence, you move differently, you walk down the street differently, you hold your head up differently. Like it's, it's wild. And then I never looked back. No, I totally agree. Like you see improvements in strength that leads to improvements in confidence the way that you carry stuff. If you can carry around like 50 pound dumbbells as a woman, like you're going to feel strong, you know, like you're carrying all your groceries in one trip. No problem. Amazing. Picking up your kids, like keeping up with your kids too. That's a big thing that the moms in our group say is like my, my little eight-year-old used to be able to kick my ass and now I can (laughs) put him in his place easily. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) That's inspiring. Um, So that's cool. So strength training is one is that women are avoiding strength training or maybe not doing it correctly or not doing it like hard enough. Um, like yeah. hard enough. What I would what, say a second one is like, um, a lot of women don't eat enough protein, mm. which is huge. Right. So if you under eat protein, there's a lot of negative effects for that. The biggest one is the biggest ones are you won't build muscle. And the second one is if you under eat throughout the day, your body will eventually force you to eat subconsciously. Like you're going to have your hormones playing up where you want to eat everything in sight at the nighttime. So like if you under eat all day or all week comes to the weekend, you probably want to go out for a restaurant with your girls. You're, you're eating all day, um, not having meals and having just snacks. You might think like a little bit of snacks here and there is not adding up, but you know, your little handful of nuts here and there or crackers and cheese, that's easily going to become, you know, 500 to a thousand calories. You add that up multiple times a week, you're way overeating calories with it, despite your actual portions of food sizes being quite small. So you might tell someone, Oh, I barely eat. I eat nothing. But if you're over, if you're overweight and you've gained fat, you are eating too many calories point blank period. So even though you might hear someone say like, I'm under eating, right. This might be true in terms of the the portion sizes you're eating and the nutrients that you're consuming are low, but the calories you're consuming are higher than what they need to be in order to lose weight. So what that means is it doesn't mean you have to eat less. It means you have to have more nutrient dense, low calorie foods such. So for example, when I give my clients a meal plan and it's 1800 calories, across around four meals, for example, this is just a random example. That's 
on on a plate it looks massive and you're like holy crap like how can i eat this all in a day but all that food is still less than what you've probably been eating so i'll give an example if you go to fast food right say you go to wendy's you go to wendy's and you get like a baconator that's like 600 calories right there fries another 400 calories there's a thousand if you got like a little ice cream with that that's another 400 you've just taken 1400 calories almost an entire day's worth in one meal and that's a really easy meal to eat a baconator with fries and an ice cream that's super easy i could eat that three times a day no problem you know what i mean like so it comes down yeah it, it comes down to the nutrients in your food and the calories so like when people say you know it comes down to calories in calories out there's a certain amount of truth to that, but I don't think that all calories are created equal. Like if you are, if you had two people with the exact same genetics, they train the exact same, whatever, and they both had 2000 calories a day, but one person ate 2000 calories of like all really good quality whole foods. And somebody had like pure junk food, processed food, the person who has the, the higher quality food, not only will they look better, but they're going to feel a lot better too. They're going to have better skin, better hair, better gut health. They're going to have way more energy. They're not going to be tired. They're not going to be moody. They're going to sleep better. Like there's so many benefits to eating good quality food. I think that's a big thing that people struggle with in general as well. Yeah. That's so valuable. My goodness. That was like, that was huge. I feel like we can do a whole episode on that because that's, that is a really big mindset shift for Mm -hmm. women, for people. That's I agree. Um, talk to me about the protein side of it. Cause you were talking about like the calories. And I think that was su- such a cool point to make about overeating on their calories, but the amount of food is small. What about the protein side of things? Cause you mentioned that women don't typically eat em- enough protein. Like how much protein should they be eating? How much do they typically eat? Like what, what do you see as an average when women come to like, how much are they shorting their protein by on average? Okay. So I would say most women come to us and they're starting around these are numbers that might not mean a whole lot to people but i would say between 50 and 80 grams of protein per day Mm -hmm. on average i would say um you'll often hear people say you need one gram per pound of body weight your doctor might say you know you need like 0.6 0.6 per pound of body weight so if somebody weighed 100 pounds for easy numbers i would say 60 grams of protein or if you weighed, if, if you're going by the one gram per pound of body weight and you weigh 160 pounds, that would be 160 grams of protein. That can be a reasonable starting point. However, I think on the lower end and the upper end of the scale, that begins to lose its accuracy. For example, if you're a 250 pound woman, mm-hmm. there's no way on earth, if you're not exercising, you're going to be able to eat 250 grams of protein. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? Like that's what I eat in a day, 250 grams. And I'm like a 200 pound guy and I'm trying to eat about 1.5 times my body weight. And that's a difficult for me. And like, I have a fast metabolism and I've been eating high protein diet for years. So if I just brought somebody on as a new client said, here's 250 grams of protein, there's no way they would finish it. And they would quit and be like, this Sean guy's a nut job. Contrast to that. If you're a very smaller, a much smaller woman and you, like, I just brought on someone today who she weighs 110 pounds. I think 110 is also too low. So I think that there is like a sweet spot over now, instead of like using these calculators, I go on my own data and my own metrics of what's worked for my clients. Cause we have a big enough sample size now. So I would say for most women between 140 and 170 grams of protein is good. Amazing. Yeah. What do you say? Like when, you start someone off on this journey and they are, they've gone from eating like 
50, 60 grams. And I have found that to be true too. Very low protein. What do you say to them when they're like, this is a lot of protein because there's a lot of, there's kind of a lot of fear out there around protein too. Like I get this all the time. Mm. Oh, this is a high protein diet that this is like, I can't eat that much protein. I'm like, it's not high protein. Like, <laughs> but you know, like, what do you say? Like, or do you get that? Like, do you get that? feedback? No, I, I definitely get that. And I was just laughing because I find it funny when people get worried about, it's like, you're worried about too much protein, but you're not worried about like drinking wine and eating pizza <laughs> and like ice cream. And shit. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's kind of silly, totally. but, um, like you said before, it's like, I'm just big on education. Like I explain everything to them. Like I just explain it to you. And I, I try to explain things like at a, such a base level that a five-year-old can understand it. Yeah. Um, because this is a whole new world for something for a lot of people, right? right? For you and I, like when we're talking grams of protein, we know all this stuff, like the back of our hand inside. Right. And out. Like someone listening doesn't even know what that physically looks yeah, like. Yeah. What that is. Like, right. Like so small four ounce of chicken is probably like 20, 30 grams. Like it's, it's, it's still not a lot food totally so like the the major selling points on protein that i tell people is you're going to be more full and you're going to gain muscle so you're not going to be hungry all day you're not going to feel like you need to have a snack and like reaching for stuff yeah. all day getting chips you're not going to feel at the end of the day like you want to raise your cupboards because you're going to be full and you're going to be satisfied so that's yeah. selling feature number one selling feature two is you have muscle meaning you know your butt looks better your arms look better your back looks better you feel strong you don't feel yeah. weak those are like the main selling points so and what I try to sell people on is the features as opposed to the science. If people really want to know the science, I'll explain it, but yeah. they just want to know well, how is this going to improve my life? Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. Okay. So we've got strength training, protein, um, calories. Do you have one more for us? Yeah, I have a few more if you like. Oh, um, yeah, let's go. I think, I think um, a major one that I would say, because I think diet is the most important contributing factor to how a person looks and feels. Mm -hmm. And that's the realm that I like to be in is like, how do you want to look? How do you want to feel? And how do you want to be able to perform? Those are the questions that I like to ask people. Um, the biggest contributor to that, in my opinion, is eating out. So takeout restaurants. So if people are, you know, going to Tim Hortons for a sandwich in the morning, they go out and get like a shawarma for lunch. Maybe they get pizza for dinner or like they're going save. That's a lot of takeout, yeah. but say you're even getting takeout like three or four times a week, two or three times a week. I, I would consider that a lot because those meals are, are going to be very high in calories, very low in nutrients. The restaurant or the takeout place is likely making that food with profit in mind, not your health in mind. So the meat quality will not be as good. Um, they'll have, you know, seed oils and all color like vegetable oils, canola oil, stuff that it's cooked in is not super great for you. Makes you feel hungry, disrupts your gut. So I think that this is like a major issue that most people do. If you ask most people who come on like, Hey, how much percentage of the meals do you cook per week? A lot of people don't cook. A lot of people are only buying outside food or at least they're going out multiple times a week. And I think this is really difficult. And this is a hard thing for people to understand because they think, well, you know, if I went really, if I went hard, you know, Monday through Friday, why can't I have a couple of days off to, to go off the rails? Right. And it, it, it's, it's not fair, but that's the way it works. Right. Like it's a lot easier to eat calories than it is to burn calories. You could have 3000 calories with a pizza in a extra large pizza, which would take you like days to burn off. Yeah. So it's, it's not really a fair trade-off. So you have to be selective with this. And this is why it's so important to be consistent. So usually what I'll tell my, my clients is like, Hey, like have like one off meal per week. And if you can really stretch it 
have one off meal every two weeks. And like, if you're somebody who can go like two weeks in a row without like buying anything and you're cooking hundred percent of your meals, you're going to see crazy fast results. Yeah. Amazing. I love that. And then also I would just imagine that eating out becomes more enjoyable when you're just, it is hundred percent. Like Jen and I, my partner, we go out like usually every couple of weeks yeah. and the food tastes that much better. You enjoy it more. Sense. Like when you're going to restaurants like every other week, it loses its novelty, right? It loses how good yeah. it is. And it's also expensive. Like you can get a week's worth of groceries for one meal at a nice restaurant. Totally. So it's like, so a lot of people don't realize this. And I always use this as a selling feature too, is like, you will save money by doing my coaching program yeah. because the amount that you spend in coaching is going to be far less than what you spend at restaurants and takeout. And if you do that mm-hmm. trade off and you start making groceries, buying groceries, you're going to, you're going to save money. I love that. And like, that's the time that they're coaching with you. But if you think like when you graduate people, like you're saving them mm. money for years, it's incredible. Yeah, that's a lifelong skill. Lifelong. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Give me one more because then we'll have five. So that's the eating out. Um, I'll, I would say like drinking calories. Um, mm. So, you know, iced coffees, specialty coffees, wine, alcohol. So yeah. if you're somebody who's going to get like the caramel macchiato at Starbucks, as much as it's delicious, that's like 600 calories. That's, Wild. you know, either like a, a, a little bit more, less than half of what you would might eat in a day or a third wow. of what you'd it's eat like in a, a day. It's wow. like a meal, right? And it has virtually no nutritional value. Mm. So you're not getting any protein in that. You're not getting any good quality nutrients out of that. You're just getting like a super high, like sugar rush and then caffeine spike. And then you feel probably tired for the rest of the day. And a lot of people have that without eating breakfast or any other food before that too. So right. drinking calories is very detrimental, I believe, for a number of reasons. Um, I'm not saying coffee is bad. I drink coffee, but I would have like, you know, black coffee or coffee with like a little bit of milk or a little bit of honey. Have that like one or two a day so that you can keep the calories low and then yeah. get the majority of your calories through food. Yeah, you can't compare that to like the pumps of whatever they put <laughs> like in the poison pumps. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay. I love that. That was so, so valuable. So we had the strength training, the Thank protein, you. the, the calories, um, eating out and then also a not drinking your calories. So that's like that already. If someone took what you've said, is like huge value and would see huge results. If you did that. those five or six things. Like I guarantee you'd feel way better and you would look way better within like three months. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. And you know, for someone that's like, yeah, easier said than done. Well, that's where start with one thing, start with one thing. And also yeah. it might be, just be time to look for accountability, right. To contact you for coaching, you know, at least that's look it. into that's it. Right. But it is because if like, cause that could be, everyone has a different starting point of someone's like, like, yeah, that sounds easy, but maybe they're, you know, addicted to those drinks or the going out, mm. like their lifestyle is just so hectic and they don't know how to transition from like the eating out to the eating at home and stuff. Then, then look for coaching. Cause you are, like you said, you're going to save so much in the long run. And I think that's time. a, you see, I, I think that what you said there is super true. And I think that that could be a reason why people don't reach out for coaching mm. is because they're like, Oh my God, this guy wants me to like give up every aspect of my life that I enjoy. I can't go out to eat. I have to have like, I can't have my coffees. I can't do this. I can't do that it's, it's a journey. It's not about stopping all this stuff, cold Turkey starting today. It's like, okay, go out once a week, but maybe, you know, have your specialty coffees like once a week, 
and then for us the days have like a regular double double or like uh, a one milk one sugar kind of thing right and if you can make slow micro changes from people's life week to week they honestly barely even notice and most people i would say once they do this for like two three weeks they're because i have a lot of people come to me who are like they have a glass of wine at dinner every day yeah that's like 500 calories you know that's a full meal you take that out alone you're going to see some progression probably so i say to people like hey try cutting this out they're maybe a little bit apprehensive at first they don't necessarily want to and then they're like man i don't even miss drinking i feel way better like i can't believe i drank every day and like you, it was something that they would refuse to give up in the beginning. They're like, no, I'm, I'm always going to be that person. And then they quickly realize, you know, I don't even need that thing that much. Yeah. Amazing. And you know what? I can't help but think of this, which is like the reason I went into training wasn't for weight loss. Like the reason I went into this whole health world was for the prevention of disease. Cause I've lost so many family members to cancer and, and crazy things. And so when I'm thinking, when you're speaking, like, we're like, yeah, you're going to get results on this, this, and this. But when you think about, you know, starting to get away from the alcohol, you know, even if you don't give it up completely, but just lessening it or switching those crazy, whatever stuff they put into your Starbucks coffee, like, like the, the results you're going to get far surpass weight totally loss. Agree. Like we're talking like huge results when it comes to prevention. hundred percent. And I, I think a big part of that is like how you feel. Like I've, I've gone through, because like I was telling you before, when I was like young, and this is why I'm saying it's a journey, right? Like you piece things together and you learn things as you go. When I was young, 21, I didn't know anything about nutrition. I didn't sleep eight hours a day. I went out and drank every weekend and my health, my health took a toll despite looking really good because I was young and 21 and I could get away with it. And I was lifting like crazy, but now, you know, I went through that period when I was like 25, 26, 27 where I was like, damn, like, I don't feel very good on the inside. I have really bad skin. I have bad acne. My stomach feels messed up all the time. I have low energy. And then I started working in more health spaces versus just like look space. Cause when you're young, you want to look good. You want to be able to get girls, blah, blah, blah. Then yeah. it became more important to me to be healthy. And th- then that just like lit up my passion that much more because I realized how much eating well, sleeping well, moving is all so well connected to your overall health and how much of an impact that has in your life as a whole. Yeah. And what I love is like, it's a win-win. Like you can still want the weight loss, the glowing skin, the energy, because those are the things that come when you start to lose the weight and change the habits. And like, it, it all is connected. Cause I think sometimes what's happened in the health space is we go so far the other way of like, Oh, you should be doing this to be healthy, but yeah, but also I, I do want to look good and I do want to lose weight. And I do, you know, and then I think we've kind of started shaming people for that. Like, oh, you don't need to lose that or, or whatever. And it's like negative. You say that you want to lose that weight, but I just think both truths can exist I, at the same time. I totally agree. You're preaching to the choir. I totally yeah. agree with that. I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to look a particular way. Mm-hmm. I think if that makes you happy and that's what's going to give you confidence, how can you tell that person no? Yeah, amazing. Okay, let's move on because you work. I mean, I'm sure you train guys here and there, but but you really market towards women. And I think Mostly that's women, yeah. Who you work with? Um, what do you say to women when you're working with women and they're like, I'd say mid 30s because it, it's kind of starting a little bit younger, um, into 40s, 50s, and beyond when they're like, it's my hormones, my hormones, my hormones. Like, what do you say to that? Well, I think it's really important to 
hear people out and why they believe that. Um, because that is something that I would say like a lot of doctors will quickly say, or maybe a, a big thing is like, people will, will say their hormones, but they actually haven't had any sort of hormonal testing. Mm. They've just like, it's almost like a buzzword. Right. And it's, it's an easy reason to blame. And I'm not saying hormones don't play a role. They obviously do. Um, but that does not mean that you can't overcome that. Like, for example, the, just a couple of things that we're touching on, like if you're eating out multiple times a week, you're not training consistently, you're sitting all day, you're drinking on the weekends. I'm going to tell you for free, like your hormones are not your biggest problem. It's the lifestyle habits that you have that are holding you back. And hormones are actually impacted also by your lifestyle habits. So if you start forcing yourself to get eight hours of sleep, if you start walking, you know, at least an hour a day accumulatively throughout the day if you start working out you know three four times a week you start eating better you start having more protein your hormonal situation will at least improve there are certain things that you can't completely get rid of but you can definitely improve it and feel a lot better so to me and i want to be sensitive when i say this i think that a lot of times when people will say you know it's my hormones or i have this hormonal issue sometimes it can be a bit of a cop-out and it's important to think like it doesn't. And the reason I want to say this is like, it makes it, if you blame hormones, it makes it seem like it's some insurmountable thing that you can't overcome. And then it puts a ceiling on you. Like you're stuck this way forever. And that's just so not true. Yeah. The amount of people who have come in who say, I have this hormonal issue, that hormone issue, I've tried everything and I can't lose weight who lose like 10 pounds in their first month and then go on to lose like 30, 40, 50 pounds happens all the time. So like, I, I don't, I don't take that at face value anymore. I like to dig a little bit deeper and ask a lot of questions and be like, okay, tell me more about that. Yeah. And oftentimes people will say like, yeah, I haven't been tested, but like my friend thinks so. I'm like, okay, who's your friend? <laughs> yeah. She's like, Sally, Sally, yeah. <laughs> Sally said so. I'm like, oh, okay. Funny. Well, and chances are if they were tested that they would see like maybe thyroid or adrenal or, or you mm -hmm. know, a number of things. But a lot of times the solution to I don't really like the term balancing hormones because what on earth does that mean but anyway let's just use it for the sake of the conversation is like a lot of times the solution to those things is what you're talking about it's the sleep it's the eating your protein it's like those are the things that are going to help you with your hormones and then I just think if once you've done that for a long period of time like a like six month period and then you go get tested then you could probably get to the root cause of what's really going on because you've kind of already eliminated or improved. So what's left is actually the truth of what's happening. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like it being a much bigger issue than maybe what it is. 100% okay. root cause is the way to go all the way. Yeah. It, it's an interesting conversation, especially amongst trainers. And, and, you know, I'm guilty of it talking about like going through that phase and talking about hormones. And I was, and then one day I was like, do I really even know what I'm talking about? Like, it's just kind of, <laughs> it's the conversation that's out there. I mean, I know some, because I went through hormonal imbalances when I was suffering through mold toxicity and the mold mm -hmm. did trigger hypothyroidism and adrenal fatigue and all of these kind of things. And so that's when I really got um, passionate about hormones. But again, the, the way to even fix my mold, I mean, obviously there was some things in terms of like moving out of the house and there were some a supplement routine that I had to do to pull it out of my body. But a lot of it was still like, make sure you're sleeping, make sure you're moving your body, make sure you're sweating. You know what I mean? Like the solution for so many things is what you need to be healthy. Amazing. Okay. Wow. I could, we could talk for so long. I'm gonna <laughs>
Um, I just want to hear, like, tell me about, um, have you had a situation where a client was like, I'm not going to do this. They're resistant to what you're telling them. And then there's a shift somewhere and they decide that they're going to start taking your advice and then things change. Like, have you had that happen? Yeah. Yeah. All the time, actually. Um, that's, that's a funny question. I, I, <laughs> I see that a lot of times. Um, I think, and you would think it's the, the, the other way around. Um, but I actually get this from my more advanced clients who are first coming on, you know, maybe somebody who's been a personal trainer in the past themselves or mm -hmm. somebody who's worked out for like 10 years already, or, you know, somebody who's like right. sports, you get this a lot from guys. And this is probably why I like to work with women. Um, but you get this a lot from guys who would be like, well, you know, I did this in high school and, well, are you sure about this? And are you sure about that? And like, I'm used to doing it like this. And I'm like, okay, well, what you've been doing obviously isn't working. So right. yeah. maybe try listening to me. <laughs> try then, something different. Yeah. So like, there are certain things that I'm willing to be flexible on. Like if you're like, Hey, like, I don't like this food. How about this one? I'm totally open to that. But if right. you want me to like restructure how much you're eating and how many calories you're taking in, how much protein you're taking in and your entire training split to suit what you think is best. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to flat out say no. Cause I think that kind of like damages the relationship with the client, but I'll say, Hey, like the reason we do X, Y, Z is because ABC, blah, 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 blah. And I'll tell them why it is what we're doing. And I'll just say, Hey, like you ultimately hired me because you had this goal and you've tried what you're telling me to try before. So what do you think is going to happen? if we keep trying that and they kind of just like light bulb goes off and then they try it. And I think if anyone tries the program that we laid out for a sustainable period of time, you're going to see so many benefits and you're going to see results that you're kind of proven wrong. And you're just like, okay, well, I see this obviously works. Awesome. So I'm going to keep going. Yeah. That's it's pretty cool. Like, and I'm, like I said, I'm like, a dictator over here like if you want to train a certain type of way and you're like you know say for example you're going to a crossfit gym and i don't think crossfit's the best for your goals but like you love going to crossfit i'll compromise on that but there's certain things right. that like you know if you're telling me your goal is losing body fat and you want to eat way more than you're allowed to eat then there's going to be a conflict there and it's one of those things that we said at the very beginning, I have to be the bad guy. I have to be the messenger and be like, no, you actually need to eat less than that in order to get to your right. goal. Yeah. And I think it's important that when, when people like, so often people are coming to you with the past experience and it's like, what worked for you in the past doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily going to work for you now. Like I know what the way I eat now is so different in my mid forties, as opposed to like my mid thirties, I just went paleo and like, mm -hmm oh my gosh, it was amazing. Like it was such an easy way to eat. I loved it. I have like a ton of paleo recipes on my YouTube channel that are really old. Like I'm so into it and it worked until it didn't work. And then I was like, yeah. oh, something's going on. What is it? And then I had to like shift. So that's the thing is like, we're also like in different seasons of, so having someone that's a professional that can help you get beyond where you're stuck in terms of mindset is so important because that can be hard to want to to change something that had been working for you 100 percent. and there might even be a time when what i give you doesn't work and then we have to pivot 
that's happened a few times before where like we do a certain diet style or a certain amount of food or a certain style of training and it's just not working. And that yeah. person is like, you know, I'm sticking to this hundred percent and it's not working. And then I'm like, okay, well then it's on me to change things because yeah. if you're following the plan, then, it, then it's my fault. So I need to change it. And like, I'm, I'm open to doing that too. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. Just a couple more questions. Um, yeah, sure. How does someone go from like, for example, like, I think that great example you gave me of the lady that's finished after six months. Like, how does someone go from getting those temporary results to now actually like making it a lifestyle? Like, how, do, what do you think happens mindset wise? Because does everyone make that transition or some people just, it's more of a struggle? Some people, you know, ultimately fall off. Like, I think that's just human nature. Um, I think the biggest thing that the way we try to structure our program is, we talk about sustainable living, meaning like we have to do it in a way that you could actually see yourself living for the rest of your life. If I said, Hey, eat four ounces of shrimp five times a day and have nothing else, pure protein. And you can have like a banana for your carbs. Yeah. That'll get you really lean, really fast, but you're going to be like, screw this. I'm never doing this yeah. once. And then you're counting the days till your program's over. So you can go back to doing how you were before. So I'm going to give you meals that you actually like eating. So you look forward to eating and then that becomes a habit. And that's why I have a, a kind of a, a rule with my clients who come on and say, Hey, like, I want you to stick to this for at least six months. We offer three, six and 12 months, but I always say like, I would recommend the minimum you do is six. Like if you can't afford to do six and you rather do three, that's fine. I'll allow that because I'd rather you get something than nothing. Um, and some people just want to sample it. They want to see if it's going to work before they commit to long-term, right. which I'm cool with. Um, but if you commit to something for six months, the way we have it set up, you're going to see so many benefits that it's, yeah. you don't want to go back. And like, so Maybe. often, like, like I had something happen the other week where my client was like, Hey, like I've been pretty consistent. And like, it's been like three weeks since I've gone out with my friends. Like, what do you think about me? Like having a pizza night and like some wine with my girls? I was like, yeah, go for it. Like, you've been really consistent. Yeah. Like, if you want to do that, go for it. And she texts me the next day. She's like, honestly, I never want to do that again. Like, I Amazing. feel like shit today. Yeah, and so I was like, you yeah. just need to experience it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, amazing. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it's a total, it's a total, like, I think once you've given someone that feeling of health, that will take you far. Like, I think of like when mm -hmm. I went through a hard time in my life and, you know, it just wasn't working out as much and just things were really stressful but I always craved the feeling. So once someone's tapped into that, you know, that they won't like everyone's human. We're all human. We're never going to be like getting results all yeah. the time, but like that feeling is almost like a magnet. Like it'll always bring you back to the right path once you've had it. And for someone that hasn't had that feeling long enough, I think that's kind of the difference between, um, making it lifestyle and making it like a temporary thing, which is, which is amazing that you do the six month program and the, and the one year. And I like that you offer three months because sometimes three months is just about them getting to know and trust you. Um, 100%. not so much that they don't want to do the six months, but it, it's a scary journey. And, and six months is a big commitment in this kind of quick fix, fast paced world. So, um, definitely. And like, that's probably the longest because a lot of people, they probably never stuck to their fitness goals for longer than, you know, a month. So to be like, Hey, you got to do six or, you know, you lose your money, yeah. that that's just, that's scary to people. So yeah, yeah there's definitely like yeah, that barrier to entry. 
in that six months, you're likely taking them through like birthdays and celebrations and maybe a holiday. And like, like, I love that because then, then this is about real life because I remember someone saying to me, Oh, um, I've, I was off the plan because I went on a holiday and I, and I was like, welcome to real life. Like, like <laughs> holidays and weekends, like that brings you joy in life. Like, it's not like you stopped your health journey. Like, like you can yeah. still have your health journey, be on holiday. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's so to have a coach through those periods is really important as opposed to this, like this perfect period of time that you have where you're, you don't have anything going on. Like that's not the reality. And so I love that you do offer that longer period of time for people. That, that's a great point. That's exactly what we actually touch on in like 90% of our consultations. Cause that's a big thing that people worry about is like, you know, what if I'm not able to stick to my meal plan for the day? And it's like, well, that's real life. You're not always going to have this list of foods that you can stay with for the rest of your life. You have to be able to pivot. So what we help our clients do is help them understand nutrition on a deeper level so that when they do have that birthday, that wedding, that anniversary, whatever, they can go out, feel like they've still made progress. Like I just had a woman who's on vacation and before she went, I gave her like our health and you vacation guide. So it's basically, you know, walk 12,000 steps every day, eat two, two big meals a day that are high protein. Um, you know, avoid drinking every single day, maybe drink like once a week while you're away and like little things like that. There's like 10 tips on there. And I just explain, I sent her a video, like explaining why. And she just got back. She's like, I actually lost weight on vacation. Like, who do you yeah, hear about losing weight on vacation? Rest, you know? more sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay. I have one last question for you that I ask everyone. Uh, but sure. before I get to that, uh, just tell me, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? So I am predominantly on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is your best shot of reaching me or via email. So my Instagram is my name. So Sean Sidey PT at Sean Sidey PT. So it's spelled S-H-A-U-N-S-I-D-E-Y. PT is in personal trainer. So at Sean Sidey PT. If you want to message me on Instagram, you have the best likelihood of getting response usually within like an hour. Um, my email is Sean.Sidey at Gmail, same spelling. Uh, and my Facebook is Sean G Sidey, but like I said, either email me or, um, get me on Instagram and you'll, you'll definitely get a response back quick. Okay. Amazing. And I'll put that in the, in the show notes. Do you do like, um, like a free consultation? Like, do you get on calls with people? Like, absolutely. So if you're serious and you're looking to make some major progress in your life and have an overall healthier lifestyle, what we will do is we'll do a complete strategy session. So we'll talk about your goals. We'll talk about why they're important to you. We'll talk about what kind of potential roadblocks you might be facing, what you've tried before in the past. Um, and then if we're a good fit for each other, we'll look to move forward. And we have three different options, three, six, and 12 months. And whatever works best for you, we'll, we'll get you going. Amazing. Love that. That's so good. Um, okay. Last question is, is there something that you've heard or even read that has changed things for you? Anything recently? Cause I know you answered this question before. Yeah, I would say something that I like really resonate with. And I think a lot of people can get value from is more is not better. Better is better. So Ooh. a lot of people think like I need to do more workouts or I need to, you know, cut my calories more, or I need to do more cardio you don't, you just need to do those things better. Like if you have a better diet, better is better than less. If you have, you know, if you have three amazing quality workouts versus seven half halfway ones, 
those three are going to be better. So better is better. More is not always better, but better itself is better. So quality over quantity, I think is really big, especially if you're over 30, because when you're 21, you can literally do anything and you're going to see some results. So true. <laughs> but if you're over 30, like you, and also like we have jobs now, <laughs> like we yeah. have kids and stuff. You can't, you can't just be like spending 20 hours a week in the gym. You have to get like three to five hours in the gym a week two to three hours a week cooking. And then the rest of your time is like kids, career and family time and friends, right? So you have to be efficient with your time. And the best way to do that is quality. And the great thing about that is you'll actually get better results being in the gym five hours a week than 20 hours a week. So yeah, it makes amazing. sense. Amazing. I love that. That's so good. I feel like you need to make that into a post. <laughs> I, I will. You just gave me a good idea. <laughs> amazing. Sean, thanks again for your time. And I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point because you always have so much value to offer. So oh, thank, thank you. Very you. Much. I really appreciate you. I know it's a little bit later in you're in Toronto. It's okay. I, I had to switch the lights on. It's a little dark in here. But... <laughs> it's like getting dark. Amazing. Yeah, I appreciate so you having me on. Very, very grateful. I always love our discussion. So thanks a lot. Thank, thank you so much for listening in today. I know time is precious and I'm grateful you shared yours with me. It would mean the world to me if you felt an impact, a moment of inspiration, or learned something new. If you would share it with those you care about and leave me a review on iTunes. I'd love to know what spoke to you or what you'd like to hear more of. Your sharing and leaving a review would help so much on this journey to making an impact on as many people as possible. It's worth it. I know from experience, there are moments when something we hear has the possibility of changing everything.